Hollywood Unlocked, Uncensored. Drew had filed the paperwork for custody at my behest. I'm the one that said, file. I don't believe in the system like that, right? Go file. If you feel like I might find the love of my life and run the fuck away, go file. I would never do that to my son. I made that vow sitting on the couch in therapy. And I fucking meant it. I said, my mom did that with me and my dad. I will not do that to my child. Unless your relationship to him becomes emotionally or physically harmful, right? Boom, bam, that was it. I'm breastfeeding one day and the sheriff knocks on my parents' doorstep while Drew was asleep upstairs in my bed and says, are you Moni Slaughter? I said, yes. She says, you've been served. Okay. I went back upstairs. I burped the baby, put the baby down. At this, at this time, Drew was chasing Jay Boog around community college, so he had class. I wait for him to go to class and I read the papers. There's where I see that allegedly my mother said I'm bipolar. Mm -hmm. Boom, right? Now, I go to court. I'm showing up in court. He's not. I got the baby on my hip. My dad is driving me to and from. The judge sees me every court date. This is family law court. I don't respond with a lawyer because I knew he was selling weed. He was doing all this. It wasn't legal back then. I said to my mom, if I do this legally and we have the means, he will lose his rights. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to try to go through mediation. My mom and my dad said, you have our support. Well, he comes over, Drew's father had decided to now enter his life, and we'd had a little agreement because now it was done breastfeeding, so you can take the baby. So he had like one or two days or whatever. Well, uh, there was like a discrepancy, and I said, you know, he wanted to come pick the baby up early, like a couple days early so that he could spend time with his father because he hadn't met the baby. Mm -hmm. And I said graciously, okay, I would love for him to have that, you know? Even though he's an infant, he probably won't remember unless he's consistent, boom, bam. He comes to pick up the baby. He says, well, you didn't, we're getting into the discrepancy about when he's gonna return him. Well, you didn't file in court, so that means you lost by default. If I want, I'll take him and never bring him back. So now you're sitting in my house threatening to take my infant child that you first tried to deny, by the way, and you don't wanna give him back. This is crazy. So whatever I have to do to stop you from leaving here today, short of knocking your head off with that aluminum baseball bat, is what the fuck I'll do. But no one listened. I grabbed the car seat. I went to smash the windows out of his car. He tackles me to the ground and calls the police on me. They, I'm bloodied, I'm bruised. Well, there's a new law at this point uh, that I was unaware of called the nature of the call. It's like tag. Whoever calls first is safe. Well, they look at me and say, well, he's not, his property nor his persons are are injured or damaged do you want him to go to jail i said yes so my dad is upstairs with me and he's like you have got to listen to me you're getting revved up you're getting amped up be quiet and let me do the talking don't say anything just be quiet because you're temper and i can feel it and i can see it and i'm like all right all right the supervisor shows up and he says do you need medical attention for your injuries i said no i need you to make a fucking decision as to, to who's going to jail and i need you to tell me why i'm in cuffs and i'm bloody and he's not he said take her well, the DA then sees my pictures of the, the stuff the very next day, rolled up, case dismissed, never tried again. He motioned for a restraining order. He did not show up for the restraining order. The judge said to him, Mr. Frederick, I haven't seen you one time. Your attorney's telling me that this is the last time he's showing up in court for you. So, so, Request denied. So if you went through all that to fight for your kid and to do all that, and you know, you've come a long way, why are you not concerned that now April's in there in your kid's head manifesting this perception of you and keeping you out of their home? I bought him a cell phone. It's in my name. I pay the bill. Um, I, I can reach him. Um, it's just it's sticky. Like even sitting here today, I feel like I've digressed and I became the old me for a second, which I didn't want to do. I was like talking myself up like you're not going to do that. You're going to take the higher road. But, you know, I'm tired of protecting him. It's like I also have some questions like when you crashed your Benz into that apartment building a couple months ago because you fell asleep at the wheel. Were you leaving her house or going to her house? Like, were you running to her house when you were on the phone with me while you were on the run from the popos? I'm lost. Like I have a lot of because you guys were best friends. And, you know, where was she? You've been volunteering a lie to someone who didn't ask. I didn't ask if you were sleeping together. I didn't ask if you were together. I never even alleged it. To which, and she admitted that that was the case. You know, that I'd never said they were sleeping together. I never said they were dating, not privately, not publicly. I didn't ask her. I didn't ask him. And so you've been volunteering this lie, but what bothered me and why I went live was you volunteered the lie, okay? And I'm not the public. I'm this boy's mother. And I'm this man's baby mama. 
and you volunteered a lie and cool so you volunteered the lie but now that you've come out and you've gone public with the relationship you've from what i know some people in the group that were standing around said that they're they've talked about marriage and kids in the future oh yeah and i've heard just now since this all happened i actually talked to masika i called masika to say this is some crazy shit because she had commented on hollywood on Locke's page mm -hmm. like wow you know because i think it was mm -hmm. but she, shocking when i called her she said what well, no wow they've been doing this for two years yeah and we all knew, but we just never cared to question it. So now that you've gone public with it and I walk up, mum's the word. You, you, April, said you wanted to do a song with me. I said, let's go on the road, but that's your own material, right? That's let's turn the beef into a bag. Let's not get mad. Let's get money. We, we never had a, a hiccup before this. We've established that, you know, the issues with So was the rant on Instagram more just the rant you, the on releasing? Instagram was don't disrespect me. Now that you have gone public with the relationship, it's not grounds for disrespect, period. But you, you don't can't think they, be Kiki and Kaka while you're fronting about being best friends, and now that we're together, bitch, fuck you. you don't think oh, that, it but, doesn't work but like you don't, that, boo -boo. But you don't think there's been disrespect to you all along the way? I don't. Because I'm waiting. You Listen, don't owe, I ain't nobody say, owes me an See, and this is, again, maturity. Nobody owes me an explanation. Me and that but, man are not friends. No, but there's a kid in the middle. That's and there is. No, and there's a... Just no, as a co-parent, you have a kid. That's what I'm saying. As a co-parent, I'm trying to understand what is the angle and what is the reason for them to try to, or them or him or whoever is just trying to put your child against you. That's what I I'm trying never. To out. Let's be clear. I never said that that's what they were doing. Even, wait, feeling you, like even he can't if, tell the truth. Even if he's not being told right. to lie, that is the feeling if that he he's been feels given. that he needs to lie to you. Yes. As a mother, do yes. you not feel like? That's where like the mother has to come out. It ain't about and being done, crazy and or I've being done, mean. And I've done that. I've, okay. I've had private conversations, you know, with Drew on my own with our my parents in the group. But why is she coming to your house at ten thirty at night with a book? So we had been fighting. Drew and I have been arguing all. <laughs> she don't got no reason to come Let to her your answer house. Answer the question. Drew no, I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. So Drew and I have been arguing all day in a group thread with my parents about Cameron's schooling. He's been having a hard time. He's in, in summer school. I, I needed the book that he's supposed to be reading. I had done his homework with him and the teacher sent back a note that during the first week of summer school, which was Drew's week, he had two assignments that had not been turned in. Way to go, dad. <sighs> Round of applause. Been there. And um, so we were going back and forth, back and forth, and I lost it. So I said, just bring me the fucking book so I can do the homework with the boy. Bang, 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 bang. 10.30 at night, I'm in the kitchen wrapping my finger with a Band-Aid. I don't even have the Band-Aid fully on the shits yet. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is it? You know, I was on edge. I like cut my finger, my kid's running around. He's jumping over my furniture. I know he's tired. We're waiting on this goddamn book. And she's like, it's me, it's April. I have Cam's book. So I opened the door, I'm like, I literally said no words. I just took the book, but Cameron heard her. And he's like, April. So he runs to the door, gives her a hug. He's like, I need to put on some sweatpants. Is my dad in the car? Wait, he runs to the door and gives her a hug. A hug, and she's in a white tank top, no bra, and like some boxers or something, and like flip flops. And so Cam asked if his dad was in the car, and she was like, Yeah. And he was like, Cam says, You know, I just got out of the shower. Let me put my, um, he had like his wife beater and his little boxers on. So he's like, Let me put some pants on. I'm going to go see my dad. And I just walked back into the, kitchen and finish doing I can see my front courtyard and like a part of like the street from my kitchen if I'm like at this angle so I see like the headlights but I can't see you know the actual car unless I go out my front door around the thing into this so I'm just like you know I know he's safe he's in the front yard and so she never came she never walked him back to the car she I mean to the house or anything like that he came in and I heard the door close and I said are you by yourself and he said yeah and I said oh daddy was in the car and he was yeah I spoke to him are you mad? I was like, no, I'm not mad that you went to speak to your dad. Are you mad because April brought me the book? No, we need the book to do your school. It doesn't matter. As long as you're taken care of, Cameron, mommy's fine. So, so you're okay with her? No, don't show back up, though. Huh? Don't show back up. Why don't not? What if you forget another book? I didn't forget the motherfucking book. He, My baby daddy forgot the book. Okay, well, let me ask this. So you bring me the book. So you're okay with her acting as your child's stepmother? I, I'm not fearful for Cameron's safety mm -hmm. when he is in her presence, no. Okay. Do, I, do I like the way, and as a co-parent, it's a really tough pill to swallow when you know you do things one way. Mm -hmm. yeah. You cannot control, you don't dictate 
how things are done on the other side. So you're kind of in this position where it's like, as long as he or she comes back like this, 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 what else could I really say or do? We had a conversation mm. on the show. Remember, we were going back and forth. I'm not sure if you were here yet, but we had a conversation on the show about when is it the right time to tell your when is it the right time for a kid to mm-hmm. meet your new partner when you're co-parenting? Mm. That was a big, big debate because some, I definitely wasn't here for that. Well, yeah, when we you, had that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, think, I feel like it's when you know it's going to be for uh, when your yeah. intention is forever because no one because knows I the made future. The mistake. Mm-hmm. Remember but I when about- you feel like my intention is not fly by night and my see my girlfriend, the only person to ever be integrated into my son's life. But shouldn't the parents have a conversation? Like, shouldn't you and him? I did that. I gave, you, I gave him a co, that a co-parent yeah yes i gave him you did that, that with AD. i did that with AD but don't and but and so do you not have animosity towards her and him for them not giving you that respect with Cameron. here's how i feel i can't take advice from a bitch who's worse worse off with her baby daddy than i am i can't take advice from a bitch who is the pot calling the kettle but i can't take advice from you bitch mm-hmm. i can't now, if you want to advise me on how you and your mom got to this great place after you were hooting and hollering about your upbringing, please, by all means, share. How did you reach that place? Because that's probably the only thing I need advice on. My mom and I are good, right? But I want it to be great. I want my mom to be my best friend. And that's how April describes, you know, her mom. Me and my mom are, are like this, but we we have a lot to, to work through, right? I, that's all I can take advice from her about and maybe not even that because bitch you might be lying to me so you know you might actually be secretly sabotaging me you feel what i'm saying so i i don't feel any type of way like it's cool it's whatever but just stop fucking don't be disrespectful and Mm. stop trespassing (laughs) it's because she could get tased she could it would be illegal i'm legal Okay, so we had Tank here on the show. Uh, Tank still to this day, we've interviewed everybody. Okay. Tank still is one of the fan favorite interviews. Good for him. And you hated that interview. Good for him. And you reacted to that interview Good online. For him. Did you you saw the interview? What did you think about the interview? I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was a low blow. You have daughters, and you know my father. And don't lie. Immaculate conception, don't lie. Don't lie about fucking just all of it was a lie. Don't lie about, what about niggas knocking on the, the door trying to get that never happened. The burning fuck you in the grass. Okay, that wasn't so let's in in light of actually no longer protecting people, we want to tell the truth. I was a getaway driver. Let's tell the whole truth. I actually told my dad that I had a crush on him. Because me and my dad how, how were I was you 19. At the time? Okay, you were 19, okay. 18 going on, 18 going on 19. And um, my dad was like, don't do it. He's way older than you. Da, 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 da. You're Mentally, you're not ready, right? And one of the other underdogs who's like a big brother to me was like, stay away. And that's a real big brother. I'm talking about these people have known me since I was in utero. Mm-hmm. No lie. So they watched me grow you up. You didn't follow the advice. I did not follow the <laughs> advice. Clearly. And um, I just felt like, you know, when I watched the interview, how dare you, one, be dishonest? Because I ran into one of those gentlemen that he was referring to. He didn't name names, but I know exactly who was with us that night. Mm -hmm. We dropped one off. The other one was his roommate and had a girl with him. Are you talking about the night you all met? Yeah. And he said you all wanted to have a threesome. That's not true. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, repulsed like 11 years almost 11 years later because when we started messing around i was 19 and so when i this is one thing that always stuck with me about that interview he said i don't fuck i make love or something like that and so if i sleep basically if i sleep with a woman i make her feel like this is we've been in a relationship so how do you think i felt at 19 mm-hmm. that's understandable He's the, the set, he was what the second person i'd ever slept with so how do you think i feel and i come from a home where mother and father Mm-hmm. in one home mm-hmm. right and so i'm thinking that he shares similar views because this is what's being fed to me mm-hmm. and so, so i'm like so you threw the slurpee in his face it wasn't a slurpee and that's what's again a lie 
What was it? It was a cup of water. Okay. He was actually at the bottom of the driveway talking to Jennifer Freeman. Mm-hmm. Tank was. Oh, I'm just sorry. And I was talking to. She was at the brunch. No, I know, but it, I'm, the story is different. He's talking to a guy in the story at yeah. the bottom of the hill, and then here comes the slow crawl oh, of, yeah, the, yeah, of yeah. the car window. Well, open that did, and, that did happen. Okay. So he was talking to <laughs> uh-huh. he was talking to Jennifer Freeman at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a duo that Tyrese had signed at the time. Watts mm-hmm. and Six. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Are you okay? Like, are you good? And I was like, I'm fine, you know? Well, Tank departs the conversation from Jennifer and enters our conversation, in which he spoke to all three of us and I didn't speak back. Mm-hmm. And he proceeded to humiliate me. Oh, so bitches don't know how to speak, but they seem to know my name real well in the bedroom. Like, is that necessary? So I'm crying tears at this point because it's like, why? This was said in front of the people. Yes. Okay. So I had one of my friends that's a dancer with me, not a like a actual. He was an actual dancer. His mm-hmm. name was his dance name was Hurricane. And so I said he was like, I'll drive us, you know. And I was in my we were in my truck. And so I'm like, yeah, please. So I'm in the passenger seat and I have a cup of water in the cup holder. Mm-hmm. And so as we are coming down the hill, Micah was in front of me. Micah had like a red eclipse at the time. Micah's in front of me. Everyone's trying to get out of this hill to leave the the community that Brandy lives in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we stopped behind Micah and we so happened to stop literally right next to Tank. So he's leaning up against a, his yellow Lamborghini mm-hmm. and Tony Dixon, that's who he mm-hmm. was at the okay. bottom of the hill talking to, looks at me like oh, are you okay so i look at him at tank and there he's standing there like this but he's giving me the smirk like he just knows he hurt my feelings and got under my skin and he's he got the last word mm-hmm. so i quietly i don't yell i don't scream i crack my window enough to get the cup out and i'm like you fucking piece of shit i hope you burn in hell boom well at that point traffic opens up so i tell hurricane hurry up and go <laughs> So we get out the gate, we bend that right, mm-hmm. and we see like these fluorescent lights behind us. Boom. They whiz by. I'm like, what a fucking show off. What an asshole. And it's the idiot. Lamborghini. It's the Lamborghini. Well, these same fluorescent lights are now headed back my way, head on. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is real life. Mm-hmm. And we swerved, and he clipped us. Mm. My car spun out and hit a wall. And so his car was totaled. The, the Lamborghini, the Lamborghini yeah, was totaled. Yeah, he said that. His car yeah, was totaled. Yeah, the whole undercarriage. Yeah, he hit the curb and it was after it's a very he hit low my car, car. It's a mess. Yeah, after he hit my car, both our cars went up on the curb. Yeah, That's I was in a truck though. Mm-hmm. So he came around at the passenger side, and I'm like, "Why the fuck would you do that? Because you're crazy." But I had to show you that I'm crazier. That and I'm yelling, I'm in tears. What are you so saying? I'm yelling, mm. I'm yelling at Hurricane, drive. He's like, I can't. I'm like, drive. He's like, I can't. Tank's like, bitch, drive. I can't. And does Ray like J come from? Where does Ray J come from? I was long gone at that point. Okay. How Ray you J got out came and out. No, we ended up backing up because he ended oh, up moving oh, okay. out of the way. Like his dr- physical so body ended up, he moved his person. So your truck was able to drive away. To drive away. So, but we're like, <laughs> you know, down the but prior to this, did you really throw the dog the, the food cans of in dog his house? Food. No. Did you ever so pay there was his no car? This was after that. This was long after that. Long so after. So the dog food came after. I didn't do that, actually. And so... <laughs> the Easter eggs. The, Easter eggs. The, okay, yeah, so apparently the house. Easter eggs on the white okay. car. I didn't do... Burning I fuck did, you in the gas I didn't do any of that. So here's how that all came to be. It was after wow, this. that was a colorful story. I, it was after this. I will say this. If you did do it... I wish I, I had I'm telling you right now, you need a fucking crown. Because in no, terms I of wish pettiness, I like... No, I wish I had. I live for that. So my friends... Are like fuck him you know that is so fucked up of him like he should have never done that to you and like how crazy because he knows your mom and he knows your dad and like you know what we're gonna egg his house we're gonna this and we're gonna that so i know the names right so i'm like okay so i'm the driver i'm like i'll wait you know i'll drive so i'm waiting there's like a little gate right that leads to the street i'm parked at the gate outside the fucking community I'm the getaway driver. Lonnie sees you though, right? Lonnie, Lonnie yeah. sees us. 
<laughs> and so I'm like, oh so all of that happens after, after the crash. And so my friend's mom is like the do-it-yourself queen. Her mom is from South Africa, so like she'll sand her her own shit, and she's out there like, this is a fucking situation, you know. So she, so my friend is like well versed. So she's like, you know. Um, we should light the grass on fire. I'm like, bitch, grass is wet. How do you light grass on fire? So I'm like, oh my God. So she actually ended up torching the wrong house the first time. <laughs> because what? the grass wouldn't light on fire. Oh God. So she's like, it's like Christmas so at this point, we live in Wilden Hills. She's still in West Hills. She's like a couple blocks from him, right? So she's like, bitch, guess what? I drove by today to see like if anyone had realized that the grass was burned. And like, I don't think anyone lives there. And so, boom, insert the babysitter's son, uh-huh. who my friend was closer with than I was. But mm-hmm. he's like, I know where the house is. So he was taking us. We, were jacked. we jacked the mail to make sure that, that it, I was the one who I now I did say, look, these are crimes, you guys. You can't be doing it wrong. You got to take the mail and make sure that's his house. Yeah. They were like, well, bitch, we don't know. I said, his name is Darrell Babs. Look at the mail and see. Like, is that the house? They're like, bitch, it's the house. What's next? I'm like, nothing. Like, I don't, let's go. It's raining. Like, boom. So they, now the do-it-yourself queen's daughter, not my friend. She's my friend, my real friend. She's like family. So I'm like, she's the one who sprayed the because she told she said if you do wd or dw40 or whatever it kills the grass because i was like what is that for her little sister and her sister's boyfriend were like fuck putting sugar in the tank we're gonna put eggs and whipped cream in the exhaust and we're gonna (laughs) so they went to home depot and got actual paint and they said i said just throw it they were like no that makes a noise we have to literally get up there smash the egg in our hand with the paint rub it around and then you do it like you're putting on lotion (laughs) oh my god i need friends so while they were so while they were doing that uh-huh. My friend, the the older sister, was torching the grass. So she Wait, runs all to this the is car. At one time, so one time they're doing His they're painting. Was so off, right? They're painting the car. <laughs> She's burning the grass. Oh, I'm Lord. outside, but we had walkie talkies. <laughs> oh so, my god! So my friend is like, "Wait, you guys don't have walkie talkies? We had walkie talkies. Who the hell bought the walkie talkies? <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, because if because I told him I was like, if you guys get busted, I'm driving off. Oh my so god. So my friend the older sister she wired she walkies to me and she's like we're done over i'm coming back i'm like hurry up bitch hurry up so she gets in the car we drive around to the back of the house she's like this is give me the give me the cans of dog food i'm like what was the dog food for so she's like but she had the ones that had the peel on i'm like you didn't have to do the can opener and she's chucking and i'm like oh my god so wait so wait on Tank's story, did he break down that these were all different events? Yes. Okay, so this is all happening at one time. No, they were different events. So the brick oh, was first. <laughs> now I did write the note. What? I didn't. T- I didn't throw the brick. What the note say? I don't remember. Fuck, but it was uh, like, "Fuck me again or die." <laughs> That's what it was supposedly said. <laughs> "Fuck me again or die." I'm, I'm positive that that was what. Yes. Yeah, what was what it said? Yes. That's did he, he bring the note? He did not bring <laughs> the note. Okay. <laughs> knock it the fuck off anyway i don't remember but i'm sure i'm very articulate and i can very you know i'm very very good with words yeah so i'm sure that it was an amazing letter you know and i even did the dumbest thing ever and signed my name april april i hope you're taking notes because if you show up again all this shit is coming to your house you in the neighborhood so so the brick was the first thing Lonnie was home, but mm-hmm. Lonnie didn't actually see me because I didn't actually throw the brick. Right. My and I was a different friend at, at the time who was with me, and she was like, she's the one who was like, oh, we got to take our shoes off because you know they can blacklight shoe prints now. <laughs> oh, and wow. she was like, we got to tie our hair. She up. watches forensic. Yeah. Class. She was like, we got to tie our hair up, and she was like, we got to go barefoot. And I was like, why barefoot? Why can't we just wear socks? She was like, bitch, they match lint now. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I so she was like, epithelial cells. Uh, she said epithelial cells slough millions per minute but they rejuvenate like half a million per second i was like okay all right so we tied our hair up and we went barefoot that was the brick and she ran she peed on herself because she was so nervous oh my God. cut to now is the wd dw40 whatever it is and the little sister uh-huh. so we're in the back she's throwing the cans of dog food and i'm in the you know i'm driving the car so the little sister walkies and she's like Shh, 
we're done. Meet us at the street. Over. I'm like, bust the U-turn, go back around the corner. I pick him up. I'm like, guys, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> like, we cannot. Like, my license plate is on here. Oh like, we just can't. And and the car's in my name. Like, my and so I always wanted to know when y'all do this, does it feel good? What I was anxious. And so you know what? To the point, like when I look at it now, yeah, I feel like at the time you young. I was twenty. By the yeah. time this had happened, oh, this is a I was long twenty. Time ago. She was young. Yeah, yeah I was uh, yeah. Listen, and I think I, I think when you hear Tank tell the story, you're thinking Moni's today. Yeah. yeah. Twenty years old, I'm telling you, I'm surprised. I tell a story in my 30s where my nigga left me while I was at work and I went and got um, lighter fluid and poured it all over the house broad daylight and was about to burn that bitch up. Shit happens. Yeah. You can't play with people. What you, you mean can't. shit? Don't try to say well, shit. Shit happens when you, I when you play with people. When Instagram, <laughs> That's not normal. When Instagram, I wouldn't do it today. Happens. When Instagram came out with the direct message feature, this was long before TV, I direct messaged him and I apologized. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I said, now that I'm a, a parent, I can't imagine the amount of self-control and restraint that that must have taken. And I don't even know what I would do. You know, Self-restraint and try to run you down on Lamborghini. Well, I heard that his kids were in the house one of these nights. Oh, okay. Mm. I see what you're and so I was like, you know, I, like, I wholeheartedly like, I'm sorry. Like, wow. I don't even know. I should have. I, and I did say I didn't actually do it, but I absolutely should have intervened. I should have never let it get that far. That's you know? big of you. And he read it. That was back when you just had the green check mark. You yeah. know? So I know he saw it. And so to do that interview all those years later, yeah. what was the purpose? That didn't. What was the reason? Yeah. You have daughters. Like, if you, this is still your get back, okay, I'll let you have it, which is why I was quiet. Well, let, me t- let me take some responsibility. Because at the time, you we and, and I, I were not. You, yeah, you and I were not. I figured, you know what I'm saying? You and I. Even and, as a man. No, he didn't even stand know. Stand your ground. Well, but let me say this. <laughs> he didn't even know he was going to be asked that question. We were in Vegas. And he was just like, wow, like you and Moniz, like this is just crazy, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, you know Moniz? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know him and Zena were going to do Love and Hip Hop. So when he's like, yeah, and he starts to tell me the history, he's telling me the stories. And I'm literally, because I never really hated you. I just like trolled you because well, it was Well, everyone whatever. on season one um, that was part of the original cast knew about that scenario. I, did, I didn't. No, no, no. The original season oh, the one. the cast knew. They knew. Oh, okay. And so when I came in, they were like, yeah, how do you know Tank? Have you met Zena? Oh, so they already knew. So they already knew. Okay, see, Mm -hmm. I I had no clue. I mean, I know Zena and you know Tank and Zena. So I I suppose that But but let me me say, when he came on the show, so when we were in Vegas, it was at Floyd Mayweather's daughter's birthday party. Mm -hmm, He just mm -hmm. mentions, as he's telling the stories, the stories of how he liked the dog food, the fuck, burning in the grass, the Lamborghini. It was great for TV. Like the shit you did. If you know, let me just say this. I, I that's when I knew we were kindred spirits. Cause I'm kind like, of, yeah. I, I would rise to that level of petty because some people deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, so when he came <laughs> on the show, it was literally like our fourth or fifth show. Yeah. And I say to him, You told me this story about Moniz, tell me. And he told it all elaborate. Yeah, it was probably long winded and probably unnecessary, but it was forty seven minutes and a few seconds to be exact. And I was flabbergasted because how? You have this song out, and let me be very clear. I'm a Tank fan, musically. I have been able to separate the individual, the, the man from the music, 100%. When the Norwoods and I were at odds, Brandy is still the, the vocal Bible. You know what I mean? And it's it's sad, Like, and I feel like I was young. I was dumb. I should have. I should not have let it go that far, and so even now, I will apologize. And well, I apologize for helping him resurrect it all. It's fine. You know, I just feel like as a man, you have to have your own wits about you. The- what if what if someone it's you know, and what the, I think the part that really disgusts me about it is that. Imagine that I'm your daughter and I'm vulnerable and I'm vulnerable, not like, oh, woe is her, she's so fragile, no. But I've, you know, she's grown up and she's sheltered, as some would say, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. she she's not aware that this is really how the world works and mm-hmm. this is how men are. Mm-hmm. Technically, she has been taken advantage of by someone who knew what they were doing, someone way more experienced than her, mm-hmm. someone not just sexually but life experience emotionally mm-hmm. mentally but You're, i mean he, but 19 years old i was fucking and i knew what i was doing. i was i was i was having girl. sex yes but i wasn't like 
just all over the place I with can, it. I, you can, I, can, I wanted to be in a relationship because see that's all I saw. She's 19 years old. She comes across tank. You know what I'm saying? But do you think you're going to be in a relationship? No, I did. What was the build up to that? Why did you feel like that was going to end up in a relationship? He was very charming. Charming. He's charismatic as fuck. Very charismatic. Very good looking. He was very like, he drove me home. Oh, about the thing with the clothes. Like, I didn't drive. You know, my friends took my car from the party. And so he put me in his t-shirt and boxers. Mm -hmm. And took me to my, and I said, I was going to put my dress back on. And he was like, I'm going to keep that for collateral. I don't like collateral. He's like, to make sure you come back. Mm, yeah, that didn't so make it I'm into like, his story, so his when he, Right. So when he's like, Honey, he said when he I was came outside back, the window talking about you was pregnant. <laughs> I came back to get my dress mm-hmm. because I had been there on multiple occasions. Satsuma and Magnolia, baby, where are the cross streets? Mm-hmm. I've so been there it wasn't multiple just times. One time. I had multiple dresses. I had multiple things at that house. So it was like, uh, give it back. Right. And you're playing games. Breon was home. Why does Breon? Breon threw the dress just one (laughs) over the fence. Wait, Breon was there? They were roommates. And the night that I met Tank and we went back, Breon had a bitch with him. So where were these niggas? Where were they get where were they coming? They was he was coming up through the toilet, he came through the vent. I'm confused. Nobody was asking, like, oh, when is it gonna be my turn? He had a whole bitch. And the other nigga we dropped off. So where were these niggas? Where did they come from? Hey, I don't Help know. me understand, Mr. Bass. Breon and Tank were roommates? Were did you roommates. know that? They lived together. Did you know that? No. So no. it wasn't just one no. incident. Okay, so and my friend Ashley Mathis had been with me to his house. It wasn't just one incident. <laughs> Melissa, okay. you're having a lot of reactions over there. What's going on? I am. Okay, so let me just say this, Moniz. Because um, mm-hmm. a lot of your fans... You know, I really didn't have much to say in the interview because I didn't know what the hell was going on. I'd never heard the story. I didn't really know who you were. I've known Tank for, what, 15 years at this point. He and I are very close and very close to Xena. So he's, you know, he has a very specific way of telling a story. Remove yourself from. He does. Remove yourself from being the content content Uh of that story. The way he told it was very, very funny. It's not funny. Okay. I will. Nothing about it is funny, and nothing about it is funny with, because with, without without knowing without knowing context all, without knowing your context without knowing your and without truth, it being if about, it were you, about what, if it were about another woman it's still not funny no, but you're what, weak as fuck for that you're no, whack as fuck but, but what, the way he told the story it's not funny okay then well, not to she, me she, she's if it were you. about you and I didn't know you it's still not funny as a man that shit is whack to me what's right. whack what part of it is whack all of so you you're in a relationship okay wait was he in a relationship at he the was, time. No, no, no. He had br- so he and Zena were on and off at that time. I later found out. That's, well, that's and I was in. The, so you're at, Dan yeah, is just I'm, asking me what is what part is not is funny. whack to I mean, me. No, yeah, what's whack to you as a man? What's whack to me is you're in a at the time that he did the interview. Mm-hmm. He was what engaged? I wasn't. I don't know if they were engaged or married, right? I don't know. I, but I do know that they were they living engaged. together. Okay, okay, they were living together. Mm-hmm. She'd had a C-section so that he and his son could share the same birthday. She's cheated on you. You've cheated on her. Sex, Love, and Pain, the first one, was all about Xena. I was during that break. While you were recording that album, I was one of however many, mm-hmm. right? Fast forward all these years, your daughters are at a Googleable age where they've got cell phones. I'm sure they've got computers. Maybe they have iPads. I don't fucking know, but they have access they don't have to have Instagram to have the, the I mean, access. once it's on the internet, it's out there. Once it's on the internet, it's there, mm. right? And so they hear their father talking about his pullout game uh, and nutting on someone's st- stomach. All you're while your fiance at the time is where? Because if I'm Xena, I'm livid. Why the fuck are you out there talking about another bitch and her pussy and how good the sex was and I'm right here? I'm confused. What's your, Why would you get out there and do that when our, when our kids can see that? I'm confused. What's the fucking point? And it's 11 years later. You look crazy. You sound crazy. Because for what? Did Jason pay you an Uber bag? Because other than that, I can't even rationalize what would be egging. If Jason already heard the story, or not even the full story, but if Tank had gone into it 
slightly at the birthday party and it was funny, have your kiki. If Jason was the initiator, oh, tell us, tell us what you told me. Tell him what you told me. I couldn't really hear it was loud, blah, blah, blah. Nah, I don't want to get into all that. Wait for the cameras to go down and then tell your animated story, right? But to do that on, for what? There was. A- I got a son that he can see shit. For what? Is was, this part of your get back? There was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of context that was that was missing from it. Like he tells the story like it just happened like a year or two ago, not Correct. 11, 12 years ago. There was so much context that was well, I missing. Didn't know and then the way years. that he told no the story, there was a there was a lot missing that we were not privy to. Plus him coming up on the show, I had no idea that they'd already had that conversation mm-hmm. about the, the 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 interaction that he'd had with you. So he starts telling this story. I don't know you, and then just based on rumors innuendo comments on instagram pages and how reactive you can be to being provoked there is this rumor you know there was, was this, there was this there was this uh conception that monice, it was recent Mon, that it was recent and that monice is can be nuts sometimes i made one comment and i said at the time i was 19 right and somebody caught it of course Mm-hmm. and nobody posted it but people it did circulate and mm-hmm. people started no, to saw, defend me i didn't i saw your mother responded to it and my yeah. mom re- responded to it my dad had had private conversations with him during the incident years ago mm-hmm. so it's like whenever whenever somebody you know if jason if somebody says something that's a comment that i think is kind of disparaging against women i'm always the one that i hold on stop i'm always the one to stop that so I mean, I don't even know. I, well, I mean, I, mean, I don't. I don't want to yeah. say stop because I'm I'm a grown man, so I say what I want to say. I mean, yeah. I, I think you definitely are the voice of reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the context of that conversation, it was it, just it was a wild story. So, I mean, at the I mean, I'm not going to retreat and say that wasn't funny at the time. I wasn't yeah. in it. Yeah. I understand right. how it wasn't yeah. funny to you, of yes. course. Um, and so, I mean. Listen. So being provided much more context, especially your point of view, I can completely understand why you were so upset. I, I, without, without question, you and, know. And at the time that I saw it, the interview didn't have a lot of. It didn't have like as many views as your other guests. Mm-hmm. Right. It may have been. Every, it, it may have been a favorite. But even now, when I go back and look at like numbers, it's not anywhere yeah, yeah, near. Yeah, not where it you is know? Now, And yeah. I feel like that's because I didn't react. Right. Now, had I reacted? And giving it legs, it was like you talked about me for 47 minutes before you talked about what you were actually here to talk about, which was your new single or video or album or what the fuck ever, your new music. Mm-hmm. So, Are you cool with Jay Valentine, his, his manager? No. So recently I was on my way to Atlanta and I saw them on the plane and I saw Jay and I was on a red eye and all the first class flights were sold out. So I was literally two rows behind first class. Mm-hmm. So as I'm getting on the plane, I was in like... Uh, the like first boarding group or whatever, I spot Jay mm-hmm. to my right mm-hmm. in a window. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, Jesus, I see you. This is a test. Because I didn't even want to turn my head mm-hmm. to to the left. Because I knew, I already and, knew and what I was you made me see. do it and look here. And I, was, and I was about to react because at one point I had put on Twitter, I'm going to slap his bitch every time I see him just because I can't fight a nigga. Talking mm-hmm. about who, Zena? Mm-hmm. After the interview, I said I will slap his bitch every time I see her just because I can't fight a nigga and I want I want to get my point across. Stop fucking playing with me. So when I get on the plane and I see Jay, this is a couple months back. Okay. A couple months back from right now? Yes. And I see Jay Valentine in the seat. And so I said, okay, Jesus, I'm going to pass the test. <laughs> I look to the left. He saw me and I saw him. He, he, Jay Valentine. Tank. Tank was on the flight. Tank was on the flight. Jay Valentine was to the right. (laughs) Tank and Zena. Tank was on the aisle. Zena was in the window. I look back to the right and I see the kids. But for, I almost missed the kids. Mm -hmm. Meaning miss seeing them. Yeah. Because he and I locked eyes. Tank and I locked eyes. And Zena was doing something down here. And when she sat up, she saw me. Now I got to pass right by. I got to pass on by. And I'm quick. And there's nobody in the seat in front of him. I just kept on walking. And I think my jaw locked. And uh, Ernest Dukes was actually on that same flight. (laughs) (laughs) And he was in front of me. Wait, were you and Ernest together? No, he just so happened to be on that flight. He just so happened to be on that flight. It was was for the Trumpet Awards. (laughs) Everyone was going for the Trumpet Awards. Right, 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 right. So I'm like, 
damn. So Ernest looks back and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just, and you know, so he's Because everybody there. on the plane is thinking about the interview. Mm. No. <laughs> Just, I mean, Jay Valentine, you know, all of us, I'm sure. You guys, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, so I'm really debating. You know, I had my uh, beauty beauty blender, shout out to Rand. So she had sent me this cute little away case and I had my makeup, you know, and I'm going and I'm like, have my little carrier and have a little portable battery. And my, I'm like proud of myself. My phones are all charged. And I look up and there he is in the flesh. And then boom, there she is. And this is my opportunity to slap her and make good on my promise, right? So I'm like, man. I'm going to keep going. By the time I sat down, I was only in row 10, two rows behind him. By the time I sat down, I had to ask the man, the flight attendant, I said, can you find somebody in a window in the back of the plane that wants to trade with me? True story. And she said, yes. And I, and as God would have it, there was somebody that wanted to be closer to the front. And I went to the back of the motherfucking plane. By the time, bitch, I got from the Second row behind aisle 10 to aisle 37 or whatever the fuck. It was damn near in the booty of that of the plane. I was damn near about to lay into the laboratory. My head hurt. My back hurt. Because when I'm that like worked up and I all I want to do is physically react and I can't, uh-huh. it manifests itself physically. I get nauseous. I get hot. I get a headache. My lower back gets tense because all I want to do in that moment is hit that red zone and not let up. You can know? I, and that was real for me. And I was like, fuck. So can I give you some context that you don't know? Uh, Jason doesn't even know it. Right. So me and Jay Valentine ended up getting into a conversation about that particular interview. And you remember how he wasn't there in the studio. Mm-hmm. And you know what he said to me? He was like, if I was there, I would have never let Tank tell that story. I don't know what that means to you or for you. Nothing, because it w- it wasn't it. It's not like he would have stopped him, you know, out of respect for me. He. I don't know what his reason was. Yeah, uh, lots of managers come in the show and publicists and say what would, they're not going to say. Yeah, he wouldn't. People he know pre- when they come to the show, you answer the question. No, I no, I understand that, <laughs> but it was it was a it was a discussion he and I were having like way after the fact, and it was just a random part of our conversation. But he literally said he was like, if I had been there that day, I would yeah, never. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have let him tell it just because it didn't make him look good. That's why, not out of respect for me as a woman, but mm. out of concern for your talent mm. and being a womanizer. It's fine to sell sex, but it's another thing to know that you were, you know, actually emotionally taking advantage of a teenager. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure what you're And when you break it down like that, those are facts. Yeah. I live in a in a space now, like I told Jason, I can't deal with the semantics, the who, mm-hmm. the what, the when, the why, the where, the how we got here. Right. We're here. Did you it, say it? Didn't you say it? it Melissa, any more yes, follow no. up questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of stuck on stupid right now because okay so Jesus. but but this is what i will this say is, i'm gonna take all of what you just said and wrap it in this yeah. you know and i'm on the outside looking in and i don't care what our history is i can always give credit where credit is due you have grown a lot yes thank you and i will say that i've said this to you privately and mm-hmm. i'll say this publicly i think right now you're in a place where in real life you've grown mm-hmm. and in real life Everybody is expecting you to be angry right. because of what you're going through. My, my <clears throat> public record of explosive but I, reactivity. I will, I will say, listen, my no, but not even that. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, in some respect, there's some there's some uh, justification for feeling betrayed. I mean, I, I'll yeah. tell you right now, I don't have kids. Thank God I don't have kids. Yeah, because I could tell you if a motherfucker was to make my kid feel some way about me, <clears throat> whether they help make the kid or just associate with the other person made the kid. Scorched earth is the way you describe my behavior. I would burn their world down. And, you know, I just feel like people, especially in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. they feel like they get passes doing reckless shit. You don't get a pass doing reckless shit. You know, I do feel, you know, like, you know, my mother, you know, she's deceased now and I'm writing my book. And as I'm going through the chapters of of uh, what she's gone through, there's this thing I always say on the show that I want to make sure that everybody knows when people are struggling with their parents, my mother used to always say in her addiction, I'm doing the best that I could. And I thought right. it was a cop out and I had a lot of resentment until no. years later when I realized she's saying, I'm, I can't handle life right now. I can't right. handle my addiction. I can't handle my psycho- psychological stuff. I can't, handle, and the kids can't really process it. But one right. thing I will say is adults know, and they know when they're taking advantage of somebody at their lowest. So I will say, one thing I've never done is I've never shamed you for being a mom mm-hmm. because I feel like, 
you know, you did the best that you could when you were raising your child. Mm -hmm. Your child is an amazing kid. I think on the outside, we all perceived uh, Fizz to be a great father. Mm -hmm. But I will say to Fizz, if you hear this, you you have a responsibility to make sure that April respects you. Period. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to. You don't have to be your friend. You ain't got to go to tea together. But if as long as your kid is in the middle. Mm-hmm. And your kid is starting to look at everybody and build this perception that he needs mm-hmm. to lie to you or deceive you. That yeah. shit's wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, so you've, you've exercised a lot of restraint and patience and maturity in. You oh, know. for sure. I've been I looking mean, at it like, you ain't mad. No, yeah. I'm not. And, you know, again, like I just help. it's really important. It doesn't help. And it's really important for me to stress this. Like I have been villainized. Part of that is my own lack of self-control when I find myself in emotionally uncomfortable situations right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or in situations where i feel like i should be vindicating myself Mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna take you to church you know vengeance is mine said the lord Mm -hmm. and the more i tap into my spirituality and reconnect i literally start to feel bad and my dad brought me back down to earth the other day after that scene and he said you're looking at this the wrong way Mm -hmm. just like you were a victim of your circumstances because, and he said, and I only refer to you as a victim because you were a child. You didn't ask to be born into the scenario into which you were born into. Mm-hmm. Do you know everything about April and her upbringing? I said, no, why would it even fucking matter? I don't care. And he said, it matters a lot. We know about Drew's upbringing. His mother gave him away to someone when he was between the ages of eight and 13. And we've all heard the allegations. We don't know those to be true. We don't know them to be false. It's about the molested allegations. Right. And we've never, we've loved him through whatever, who, however, right? Now we don't know April. Mm. She's, so you've called, you've basically, this is my dad to me. You've basically called her a whore, this, this, that, and the other. What makes her a whore? Do you know she's a whore? We said people said she sold her and pussy. I, okay, and that was what he was. That was what he was referring to. And he was you like, are. you know, no, Jason's right. That's what my dad was referring to. To bring it all home, my dad said at the end of the day, he's potentially a victim of whatever these allegations are. Mm-hmm. She was a victim of whatever she came up in, right? Because, and not now as adults, he mm-hmm. was speaking solely about when we're developing and when we're younger, when mm-hmm. we don't know any better and when we don't have the right guidance and protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your son is a victim. Her children are victims to irresponsible parenting, right? That has long-term effects, long-lasting effects. Now, Mega and Ame are not my grandchildren, but Cameron is my grandson and you are my daughter and you were raised a certain way. This is disheartening to me and this is disappointing to me on so many levels, but you and Cameron are my responsibility. And I can tell that you're hurt, rightfully so, by so many things that you deserve answers to. You know, in terms of the way that things have transpired and so the way that I was raised, when you offer an issue a sincere apology, you have a clean slate. Why do you seem to be getting emotional right because now? Because we can start over, right? God gives us all a new day. You've had your situation, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's given you a new perspective on life, very, right? Very much and so. And you've been through things, right, that have mm-hmm. altered your perception. Same with you, same with me. I get emotional because I feel like I've wasted a lot of time being angry. Mm-hmm. And so this transition is me saying, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to carry this hurt, right? But I look at this child. And the truth is no one wanted me to happen. And I did. So I feel an uber responsibility to get my shit together. You know, because I know that eventually we all grow up and we see our parents for who they are. For sure. And when my son gets older, I don't want to just say I tried, you know. Mm-hmm. Is he going to look at me and be like, I know. Is he going to know that without a shadow of a doubt, I did everything I could to foster healthy communication. But what his dad doesn't seem to realize is we can't get there unless there's honesty. We can't get there unless you can acknowledge my hurt. You have dragged me through the mud. Yeah, you offered me a bullshit apology on camera. 
But at the end of the day, we were able to get to a decent place as co-parents because I let a lot of shit go. I don't want to let it go anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? It's weird because I don't want to hold on to it. I don't want to let it go. You have got to acknowledge. You have to because I was raised that way. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is issue me a sincere apology. That's it. That's all. And we can start over. We don't have to be friends. Me and April don't have to be friends. I'm not speaking on her situation with her baby daddy. And we were cool when you guys were best friends. But now you're in a relationship. And so it's shut me out. Mm -hmm. It's very confusing. So if I, very intelligent at 32, I'm confused. How does my nine-year-old feel? Mm Mm-hmm. And what does that look like in his behavior, in his ability to perform in school, in sports? What does that look like in the nature and the dynamic of my relationship to him? I have to completely adjust. I can't go with the mood. And my dad said something very interesting to me. He said, you know, when you were younger, you were, you know, up and down and up and down. And even now, he said, but with Cameron, we all have a second chance. Mm -hmm. And what I recognize is that Cameron is an empath. And so are you. And so we both adopt whatever the feeling in the room is at that time, but we can also shift. I can walk in the room and depend on how I feel, I can shift everyone's energy and not mean to, not know it. That's a very powerful thing. That's a very powerful ability. Let me let me say something. So um, first of all, I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, it's very personal. One thing I will say in writing my book and looking back over my life, and you know, people will eventually see my story and read my book, um, I did hold a lot of animosity right. against my mom. I mean, I mean, there's so many stories. Like we can go, damn. Maybe we should talk offline. But mm-hmm. I will say the one lesson in it all, because I just recently was talking to my siblings about it, and I was just saying, you know, my dad was there, blah blah. You know, a lot of what I've been through has actually made me a strong, successful, driven right. person that can survive and just continue to leap above and beyond. Anytime someone puts something in front of me, I'm like, I'm, I've been at my lowest. I right. think the thing I would say to you that I never got to say to my mom is that you can't control the life that you got, right? So right. like all that was handed to you before, the baby daddy, the bullshit let they're going go. through now, it's not let it go. Make Let that make you stronger. Yeah. Because what I've learned is that, um, you know, at the end of the day, the it's the guilt that we put on ourselves that fucks us up. Right. You can't let that shit go. Because if you, yeah. if if your piece is dependent on Fizz waking up and becoming... It's not, and that's, and that's my point. Like, okay. I'm my peace. My pastor said something very interesting. Peace is not a person. Peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is not the perfect life. Peace is the ability to stand amidst the chaos and say, the devil's not welcome and nor nor can he dwell where the Lord resides. So if I choose, I have to choose mm-hmm. in layman terms. I have to choose for me. You can't disrupt my peace. You can't disrupt my peace. April can't. You can't. My baby, I choose Mm. peace and sometimes to really live that i have to really let go like i have to pick and choose my battles very carefully right because i know what i have the propensity to be this or be that or react thank you or react like this react like that i have to make a conscious decision that peace is the path that i am on and it doesn't mean that i won't fall short yeah I mean, it's a destination you have to travel alone. Um, And at the end of the day, I mean, even I remember my mom being so proud of me, but me having so much animosity, I couldn't even acknowledge or receive it it or appreciate it. Somebody asked me the other day, we were sitting in my house, Lee, Mm -hmm. he says, do you miss your mom? And I thought about it. I don't miss her in the sense because she's passed on. I don't, I'm not happy that she's gone, but I don't miss her because I'm really, when she died, I gave her peace and she gave me peace and I was at peace with it all. Closure. And, and it, but, it, but if I had to look back on it and say anything, like I wish I would have done that a lot earlier. earlier. And yeah. I will say looking, you know, for people that don't get to see you up close and be with you, I mean, you've grown a lot. I mean, the things that used to set you all the way off or would whatever, like you really are focused on being peaceful. So, I mean, I appreciate you sharing your story here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on behalf of the show, Hollywood mm-hmm. Unlocked, me personally, I apologize for all of the okay. bad blood we've had. 
The, you know, and I don't want to hear people in the comments, oh, this is fake. No, this is called growth. Yeah. Right. You know, the minute we ran into each other, I knew I owed her an answer, a conversation. I knew she, I could look at her until she owed me a conversation. Mm-hmm. We got here. It, mm-hmm. it took a little longer because of circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, but those circumstances are out the way. And I just, you know, I appreciate everything that you're doing to, you know, move yourself forward personally. I'm going to ask you one thing on the way out. Before you ask her, I just want to acknowledge, like, you know, my car accident provided me with an what I didn't look at it was an opportunity right. for personal growth um it was very very painful it's like mm-hmm. you know in in order to shed that skin that is a very painful process yeah. and not knowing you just being an outsider looking you know just looking from the outside looking in type thing the the growth that you are that are you you are reflecting is admirable Thank it you. really is it really is and it's hard to do that in a city like LA it's hard to do that doing what you do professionally it's hard to do that with somebody who might not be where you are mentally and your audience judging the whole process exactly so I really have to tip my hat to you you because I am all for people taking accountability for their actions I'm all for rewarding people with the knowledge that you're doing a good thing by by growing you know emotionally spiritually mentally I appreciate I, it. I think it's a wonderful thing so congratulations thank to you. you so so now on the music you're working on music uh, mm-hmm. you come from a music background and I K do. Michelle was recently here <laughs> any last words for K Michelle or that conversation do you want to respond to that at all I wish K Michelle literally like the very best I admire what she's been able to do in this business because she was me mm-hmm. All the odds stacked against her. Everybody said she wouldn't, she couldn't, she wasn't good enough. Um, I guess my feelings were a little bit hurt because of all people, for you to be upset because you feel like I lied to you about my grandfather, it's crazy. Even if I had, which I hadn't. Um, What the hell, Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, I know a very soft side of Kay, a very caring side of Kay. She's a beautiful person. Um, I don't feel like anybody has the right. I don't care how many times I discuss it, talk about it. You don't have the right to talk about my family business, especially on this platform when you and I have had so many differences and we hadn't had this conversation yet. Who knows, that might have set me off. Like the old me would have called you and been like, how fucking dare you? You knew that she was gonna do that and da da She texted me, she said, so when's my interview? Mm. (laughs) Right. I mean, you you really have grown. Yeah, so I'm not mad at Kay, my feelings are hurt. And then to say that, you know, I'm not even worthy of carrying your bags. Like, I don't care what anyone says, I sing my face off. You do. Off. Yeah, you do. And sometimes I fuck up, but who doesn't? right mm. they just don't show you sometimes they sound like I, I the shade room posted me playing around because people were talking shit about me so i sang all kind of crazies like here take that i did not think that the shade room who has posted me in my living room sounding like a dream a little a little goddess with my reverb and whatnot you know i didn't think in a million years that they would post that mm. and as a means to shame me but i didn't even comment i don't give a fuck I'm worthy of holding your bag, singing your backgrounds, and participating in a duet. <laughs> okay? Just because you don't want me to, it doesn't diminish my talent. And as someone who has been through that, why would you do that to your so-called friend, even if you are mad at them? Mm-hmm. I've done nothing, nothing to her. I would never speak ill of her. Just keep, don't talk about, and again, that's that subject of my grandpa, very sensitive. My mother did not. My mom was like, please, that's the one thing. Because when I posted about it on social media, my mom called me like, take that down. You posted about Kay's interview? No, about my grandfather. About grandfather. Okay. And my mom was like, your grandfather your mother's would, father? Yes, mm-hmm. would not appreciate that. Take that down. And so it's been an emotional roller coaster for the family in, <clears throat> in totality. Because mm-hmm. even the way that it started, it started on Christmas Eve. We didn't know where my grandpa was for like weeks. You know? And so for you to then take that and be like, I lied. No, I just gave limited information. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you musically? What are you working on? Well, April's no longer going on tour with me, so I'm moving forward. I've hired John Silver as my creative director. I've booked a few shows, a few venues, starting at the Roxy in August, and then I'm going to Revel in Atlanta and White Oak in Houston. I just want to test them out. I've financed the whole thing. 
Candace Boyd is joining me. Um, people will know her from oh, before. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jake and Papa. Um, possibly Bridget Kelly. She's in a boot right now. Um, I'm, you know, I would like to see some of the other girls from the show join me. Maybe mm-hmm. Tierra, Lyrica. I gotta like talk to them, but. Um, that and then this second album is almost done. I don't have a title, but I'm excited actually for these two new singles that I did with Britney B. Hmm. Um, Ill, where I talk about taking my baby daddy's bitches and pretty much just being, you know, <laughs> ill in every mm-hmm. sense of the Wait, word. Is the song called Ill? Ill. Ill. I L L, yeah. Um, so April inspired that? No, oh. my baby daddy did. Oh, I inspired daddy. her disc record. So I'm happy that I was able to put a few coins in her pocket. Um, and boost her YouTube views. And then um, the other one is Talk To Me Nice. Um, so yeah, so the tour, the album, and um, yeah. Oh, I'm getting new titties in a few days. Nervous. Well, you're gonna get them bigger? Smaller. Smaller, okay. You know, cause oh, yeah, everybody was talking bad about me cause the right one keeps lifting. Turns out I keep capsulating, so we're going smaller with a lift. Okay, well, listen, um, this has been refreshing. Right, and um, anytime tank. you want to come back, let Take us know. That tank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tank, you're in a titty war. Okay, yes. on that note, we're out of here. Peace. Bye, everybody. <laughs>